of Memorial Hall Library's Shelf Help Podcast. I'm Stephanie Smith, a reference and cataloging librarian. And I'm Trisha Craig, also a reference and cataloging librarian. Yes, and today we are going to talk about cataloging. Cataloging. Uh, which I feel like is sort of the library's hidden job. Yeah, it's like say. a hidden, not so much a secret, yeah. but it's something that people don't necessarily think about. Exactly. But it's a big part of uh, what goes into our physical collection. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's some connection here to the podcast 99% Invisible and how yeah. design is sort of the invisible right. medium that we live in. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. We're the invisible medium yeah. of the library. Right. Um, I mean, you know... Ideally, you never notice cataloging because it's done well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it really is only relevant when it's done poorly. Yes. That's you notice, um, at least in my experience. Agreed. I feel like good cataloging is invisible. It should be invisible. You don't want to notice it. Right, exactly. You, know, you if... just, you think of a thing, you type in some words, you mm-hmm. find the thing. That's right. like the ideal. Exactly. What you look at tells you where to go, right? and you find it where it says it's supposed to be. Right, exactly. And it is, in fact, the item that you thought it was. Right, exactly. That's another good point. Yeah, I <laughs> It's mean, the correct item. Right. Or, I feel like something we see a lot, the correct format. Yes. You know, people request a book and they're dismayed because it's the large print instead of the regular. Yep, that or they get, often. Right, or they get the play away instead of the CD. Yep. So, um... Which, you know, can be faulty cataloging, or it can be that, I mean, there's also, there's the cataloging, and then there's how it's displayed right. in the catalog. Right. Which can be confusing. Which can be confusing. And unfortunately for us, as catalogers, is not something that we really have any control Right. Over. Unfortunately, we don't have any control. I wish that when you search for a book, the large print wouldn't populate first. Yeah, or the ebook because uh, right, and then you place a hold, and you're yeah. like, I didn't place a hold on an ebook, yeah. and it's like, well, it didn't seem like you did. Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. The catalog just tried to trick you. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's just outside of what we do as yeah. catalogers, <laughs> right? Unfortunately, <laughs> but but then it, one thing that always drives me a little crazy is that there is a lot of information in the record that we as staff see. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't all display in the public, fa- like, in the public view of the right. record. Right, exactly. Um, and, I mean, a lot of it is not relevant. And yeah, a lot of it people to. don't need to see. Right. But some of it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the, the, the fields where we can um, put in, like, book series information. Right. Those are searchable in the they, public catalog. They are. But they don't display. Right. And we do have, you know, an enhancement from a third-party vendor that mm-hmm. that can provide series information for a title, but... And that's a nice thing to have. I wouldn't want to get rid of it. Right. It is nice to have. But I do wish that that data that we put into the catalog record about the series was also visible and linked. Right. Because that's just one more opportunity for people to find other things in the series that they might also be looking for. Exactly. Like, in the library world, we refer to it as discoverable. Yes. We want to make everything as discoverable as possible, and that's what we try to do when we create these records that go into our catalog. We want to put in as much information so it makes it as easy as possible for somebody to find something. And I wish that 
it was easy to just say, I want book four of that series and <laughs> populate really easily. Right? Maybe someday. Hopefully someday. That would be ideal. I feel like, I feel like, you know, the technology exists now. <laughs> we yes. just, we don't necessarily have it. And especially with older book records. Right. Um, you know, or older movie records. I mean, at least the nice thing with that, about DVD records, yeah, there are some old ones that are questionable, but, like, DVDs haven't been around for that long. Right. Yeah, we're not going back decades and decades. Right. So the majority of those records were created with newer standards yeah. versus books. Yeah, like the Alex Cross series huh. or, what you know, we're going back a very long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It can just be kind of a free-for-all. It can be. Um, so that would be a cataloging dream. That would be, yes. Yes, it yeah. would. To be able to, to, right, to be able to actually use all of the information that we record to its fullest potential. Exactly. Like, yeah, that would be so exciting. It would be. Um, but maybe we should, maybe we should start for, for our non-cataloger <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. By, by kind of explaining, I guess, like the most basic aspects of what it is we yeah, do. Yeah, sure. When we're cataloging. Yeah. I mean, and. I guess let's use books as as that's the main. The, yeah, that's the easiest thing to. You know, and a lot of the stuff with. is kind of a pretty Branches easy translation that. from mm-hmm. that. You know, but um, we always catalog from the book in hand. Yep. Which I think people might not realize, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. because you know, in addition to wanting to know the title on the book and the author, mm-hmm. we also want to know like the page count. The dimensions. The dimensions in yeah. centimeters. In centimeters. I was thinking about this the other day because uh, discs, you know, mm-hmm. audio CDs, DVDs, those are measured in inches. Yeah. Three quarters inches. <laughs> Why? Centimeters. Why inches for that? But centimeters. I, don't know. I mean, any other item that I've ever needed a dimension on for cataloging, it's in centimeters. Yeah. But discs are in inches. Discs there, are in inches. There are these questions that. Sometimes we know where rules came from, and sometimes we just don't. Yeah. And there is a lot of aspects of cataloging that it's like, mm-hmm. that's the rule, and it's just been handed down. <laughs> yeah, and you go to look for, like, well, who actually made this rule? Right, where did this come from? Right, and there's like, not really an answer. No, you're like, gee, I'm like, I'm confused on a finer point of this. Let me consult. And yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no consulting. I mean, maybe there's something out there. I haven't found it. <laughs> like, yeah, there could be, but yeah, it seems like there are a lot of right, grandfathered just, in Right, rules. it's just how it's done. Yeah, it's just how it's done. Um, which, I am, I mean, to my mind, a library catalog doesn't exist to be the most perfect possible reflection of those rules. Right. It in fact exists to be the most useful, it should exist to be the most useful version of itself. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we try to do that. Yeah. So we try to amend where we can exactly when we think of what's going to be the easiest way for a person to utilize our catalog to find materials in this library what's going to make their experience as easy as possible exactly and i would i would always rather break a cataloging rule to absolutely do that. um and then ideally try and get that rule changed yeah <laughs> <laughs> which can happen it can happen uh yeah there are especially with more modern standards there are actually handbooks and people who write them so right. there there is a hope of that yeah exactly um, you know the more ingrained traditional rules like the punctuation that goes in mm-hmm. 
I feel like that just is what it is. But I also feel like that's not getting in the way of anything. It's not. It's pretty easy to ignore. It's probably not going to hang up too many people. It's just one of those things. Right. That, yeah. And, of course, you know, back in the day before all of our technology, that was when we had the card catalogs and people were actually typing up those cards with all that punctuation on a typewriter. Yeah. That was a big part of cataloging back then was being really specific mm-hmm. about spacing and punctuation. Right. right. That made a big difference. Yeah. And the the official records that we ultimately end up with, you know, do have that. And it matters right. less whether we put that. So when we when we get an item, yeah. we make what's called a brief record. Mm-hmm. Often there already is one from when we purchase right. the item. We update that brief record mm-hmm. with any missing information. Yep. Um, and then since we're part of a consortium, there are cataloging staff at the, you know, who work directly for the consortium rather than a specific library. Right. And they find, you know, full level records that are more detailed than what we do. They, they buy them from another party Mm -hmm. and import them into the catalog. Right. That's my understanding of it. Yeah, that's what happens. Um... I would love a behind-the-scenes look at that. I would, too, and just to see where that all comes from. Yeah. And, I mean, I those records are usually good. I mean, the vast majority of them are are fine. But but sometimes I look at it and I'm like, really? This is the, like, this is the (laughs) official record? Yeah, what happened? Right. Um, So it it is important that you really have to look at them. Yeah. And make sure that they're correct, because ultimately... You have to think of what the end user experience right. is. And if your record says that an audiobook has six discs and there's really eight, then someone's going to think they're missing something right. or they're going to request something and mm-hmm. it's not going to be the right thing. So yeah, it can feel like it's little details mm-hmm. when you're cataloging, but that's the reason that we do it and we're so precise about it is because we want that end user experience to be positive. Exactly. It, yeah, it really... You know, especially because, at least for us, our online catalog is better than the staff client that we use in terms of fuzzy searching. Right. But, like, still not great. Still not perfect. Certainly not like Google where, like... Exactly. You can type something that's sort of halfway there. Right. Like, you'll probably get what you're looking for. Yeah. Here it's not. Yeah. You might get something that has nothing to do with what you've right. searched for because... One word matches somewhere, and that's what it thinks you might want. Exactly. <laughs> the, I'm not sure how it assigns, like, the relevance rankings that it uses, right. but they're questionable. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> like, you will kind of try to see if you can find anything, and it's like, I can't find anything identifiable that has anything to do with these two things. Yeah, you're like, how did this possibly come to right. be? yeah. But, yeah, the, we've all had some searches like that. Absolutely. Or, I mean... If you're, you know, if you're library staff searching in our, you know, our staff view of the catalog, mm-hmm. um, of the records, there's no fuzzy searching. No. Not not any meaningful no. fuzzy searching. Like, it's you kind of have to... You have to be very precise. You have right. to know the, the exact title. Right. You can't have a letter off. Right. It's just, it's not going to, it's not going to give you anything. No. No. And if the... You know, if the subtitle changes, which sometimes mm-hmm. it does, you know, right. at, at pre-publication, it's it's mm-hmm. one thing, and then by the time the book is published, they, you know, not a major change, but a couple words yeah. different. Um, 
and you decide to search by the subtitle because the main title is something that would be impossible to find, like, you know, honor. And you're like, yeah, right, I'm just going to type in honor and I'm going <laughs> right. to get approximately two million results. Exactly. So, like, okay, yeah. I'll put in the subtitle. Mm-hmm. But then the record has the old subtitle, right. and you get nothing. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it can be frustrating. Yeah. So the details, the details really are important. They do matter. You know, my big thing is like consistency across records, which yes. again is mostly out of our hands. Mm-hmm. These are the things that make me clench my fists. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that is being worked on now is though is with like classic titles. Yes. Um, anyone that's searched for, you know, Great Expectations mm. or Hamlet. I had a copy of The Age of Innocence the other day. Yeah. That was like 27 records. And so many records populate. So mm. we are working to yes. merge records and mm-hmm. get copies that are the same on right. the same record. So it's, again, easier Mm-hmm. You figure you go to the library, it shouldn't be hard to find a copy of Great right. Expectations. Right. And then there's tons of records. Mm-hmm. Some of them <laughs> copies Each with are one missing. item. One item. Each something's one missing. Right. Something's lost. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? This right. should be easier. Right. This other one is checked out. Yep. And you're like, I don't, I don't really care which edition it is. Like, I just want a copy yes, of the book. Yes, exactly. I mean, now, sometimes right. you do need a certain edition with, you know, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a certain introduction or right. a certain whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But if you're just reading for pleasure and mm-hmm. you just want to read the play or the novel, right? it, it can be easier than it is right now. Yeah. So we're working on that. Mm-hmm. And we will certainly, I think, as part of that project, you know, I don't think we'll ever merge records where there's a different introduction. Right. Like, that's too different. Exactly. But if it's, you know, if it's just the text without just the introductory text. material, yep. and it's, you know, the same publisher or two imprints mm-hmm. of a, you know, I mean, there's only a few major publisher the, publishers these days, but yeah. they all have lots of imprints. Lots of lots um, of imprints. You know, those are the same, and the pagination is the same. Yeah, you know, that's really what you're looking off. for. Right. We'll go ahead and merge those. Exactly. Well, we won't merge them. Yeah, that, right. But Alas. But <laughs> we will see to it that they are merged. We'll see to it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something coming down the pipeline. And we're also always doing that with, I mean, easier to do with non-classic records, too, because yes. if there is a duplicate, it's likely just, you know, two items rather right. than Right, yeah, three. and it's easy to merge right. that and just make it clearer in the catalog. Exactly, so that you have, so that when you search for something, you have fewer results to look through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing we do, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, like Stephanie said, we we do physically handle every item mm-hmm. that goes into the library, and... I love that yeah. about working in this department is that you get, I mean, my to-be-read list is huge. I know. But <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see all the books come in that have been ordered, mm-hmm. and they come in and they're unboxed, and we barcode them. I mean, there's just, there's a whole life cycle yeah. to all of our collection, and it's really cool to be a part of that. Absolutely. Before they hit the shelves. Right. And to know that, to know that what we're doing is, Making them useful, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of items we hold just in this mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. but if there were no record of them, I mean, how... <laughs> it would be impossible would be to find totally them. It would be impossible. It would be completely impossible. And so then you might as well just not have them. Right. At that point. 
if I there's mean, no way to find them, there's no point in having them. Right. But yeah, it is it is really fun to see all the new stuff when it comes in. Yeah. And it's still all shiny. It's still all shiny and new. It has that new book smell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's a great way to get a a broader feeling too for like the collection as a whole. Absolutely. I um, mean some which of is really nice. The collections that I'm not as familiar with, like the young adult collection mm-hmm. or the graphic novels. It's really fun to see what's being ordered and what's yeah. You know, being read. Right. What those audiences are interested in. Right. What's popular right yeah. now. And yeah. No, I agree. And I know. I mean, also, to, I guess the other sort of thing that I feel like is called cataloging, but is really classification, mm-hmm. i.e. assigning a call number. Right. I mean, to do that, you have to know what the book is about. So you oh, have yes. to at least flip through and read a little bit here or there to kind of, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's obvious and you don't have to sure. do that. But yeah, most of the time you do need to look mm-hmm. through it, look at the, you know, chapter titles right. and read a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I can get dicey. Sometimes I find myself, I'm like, oh, okay, stop <laughs> reading. Yeah. This book is really good. Absolutely. <laughs> then it goes on the two, the two to be read. Yeah. And, uh, and then you come around to it a couple years later. Yeah. <laughs> See if it's still in the library. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look, now there's five other books in this series that come after yeah, it. I missed it oh. all. I did that with a Margaret Atwood series, mm, and I yeah. think that it's at, like, number four now, and I've still yet to get to number one. <laughs> like, this looks really good. Whoops. Yeah, forgot about that one. Absolutely a danger of cataloging. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you... Like, some things, you're like, okay, this is a vegetarian cookbook. Right. I know the number for that. Like Exactly. You know. You know what off the top of your head. Like, let's move on. Yep. Um, But sometimes it's like the science of kayaking or whatever you're in. Like, okay, let's see. This is a little different. Let me investigate where this should go. Right. Especially within our own collection here. Right. That's, that's, I mean, we use the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, occasionally there might really be something that has, like, one bright number or, like, mm-hmm. one best number, but most things, yeah. it's not so clear Most about. things it's not very clear about. It could right. be a shorter number. It could be a longer right. number. It depends on how much detail you want to get into. Right. Um, right. You know, or, it, yeah. I mean, it could... You it's know, not a perfect book, science. Right. If it's a book equally about two topics... Mm-hmm. You have to pick you one. You have to make a decision and think about that. Where are people going to look for this? Right. And usually the Dewey Classification Manual will have some rule that tells you if it's about two subjects, usually the rule is prefer the one that numerically happens to come first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not always, but right. usually. But, you know, Another rule. if that doesn't make sense for our collection, then I'm not going to do it. Exactly. Like, yeah. We decide what we think is going to make the most sense for right. our collection. Right. Again... To make it easiest for our users yes. to find it, you know? Yep. I mean, of course, can I think of a really good example? <laughs> I know, no. yeah. But, like, you know, I I do think, I feel like a big divide that comes up a lot is, like, you know, for medical books, mm. does it go in the 360s mm-hmm. or does it go in the 610s? Right. You know, 360s is more like, more of, I guess, a sociological take on it or like more focused on like services to patients or Mm -hmm. the experience of having the disease right as opposed to the medical right 
And it's interesting because obviously we've been books in this library have been cataloged for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll search and see, oh, they're kind of in different places. Right. So that's kind of a fun cataloger mm-hmm. mystery to come across. Yeah. Because then, then you go and look at the books and you can make a decision. Like, right. okay, I can see why this is here. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, see a little bit more about what the book's actually about and what right. the contents are. Um, or sometimes we can move them if we think that this has been cataloged a long time ago mm-hmm. and it would fit better in this part of our collection. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, uh... Mm-hmm. Or if it's something where it's like, well, we have ten on this subject here, mm-hmm. and one over <laughs> here. Right. And maybe that one is really in the most appropriate call number, but yeah. is anyone browsing Is there a find reason it? that no one's checked this out in a <laughs> right. really long time? <laughs> right. Because it's not with the other books it should be with. Right. Yeah, so we, you know, we do want to think about that, and we want to make our collection as browsable mm-hmm. as possible. Sometimes the Dewey Decimal System can seem weird, and you know what are these numbers about? Right. What and so you know we want to make it as browsable as possible. That it can really just be an organizational tool. That it's at this right. The section is under this number, but once you get into that number, you're just going to start looking at the titles. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the Dewey Decimal System is still confusing to a lot of. It is a lot of patrons. Probably even a decent amount of people who work in the library. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not, like, super obvious, I would say. Or, like, super intuitive. Once you know how it works, it does, I feel, generally make sense. Mm -hmm. But, but it's not something you could figure out. Like, you need to be, like, you, you need to, like, read the rules, basically. Right. Yeah. It's something that. Maybe so. When I would work in the circulation department, mm-hmm. you may not think about what the reason that it has this number, but of course, you start seeing you. You know, we have to look at the call number right. to see where it goes, so that someone can put it back on the shelf right. correctly. So you start to get that sense. Okay, six forty one is cooking. Yeah. You know. I feel like that's the first one people learn. Always. It's always. And that's yeah. the one people ask for the yeah. most. Oh, yeah. I mean. So you get the sense of, you know, what's in the 700s, what's in, right. you know, what travel, the number right. of travel. Um, so you do get a sense of it mm-hmm. in that um, perspective. Yeah. If you work in a school library, you'll learn the number for sports pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the public libra- library one for sure is the cooking yeah, section. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm pr- I mean, you know, it's funny because certainly throughout my life, the libraries, most of the, you know, most of my life, the libraries that I remember visiting, other than when I was in college, used mm-hmm. a Dewey Decimal System. Me too. Um, yeah. But yet it wasn't, and I was... You know, a pretty regular library user, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I could have named, like, that I could have put together any Dewey Decimal number and topic until I started working in libraries, right. and didn't... the first one was cooking. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I mean, I remember using card catalogs yeah. when I was younger, and yeah, certainly I would, you know, just look look up what the number was and go there but right. I didn't ever really associate that with I don't remember this number because you don't have to right you that's why we to. do that then put that there so you don't have to think about that exactly <laughs> um and we you know we try to make I mean 
it's no secret how the Dewey Decimal System works. <laughs> right, yeah, if you, if you really want wanted to know. You, right, like, we you could figure it out. It. You can find explanations online. I mean, yeah. it's not... Like, the actual classification manual, you need a subscription to access. But, <laughs> yeah, but like you don't general need to go over, that far. Right, but general yeah. overviews of how it works, I mean, that's freely You could available. Google that. Yeah, right, like, it's out there. It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, I've never worked in a library that used the Library of Congress. Oh, no? I never have either, but there are, I feel like, a decent number of the noble libraries which is yeah. uh, the other network near here. Yeah, anything academic, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the public noble libraries, too. A couple which... do, yeah. There are some public libraries that use it. Yeah, when I lived in Beverly, their library, their public library uses Library of Congress. Um, I can't think of the name of what it is, but there are some libraries that don't use oh, either anymore. It's ISAC, and I hate it. ISAC. I, when I used to work in Groveland a long time ago, they had switched over to Bisac. Uh-huh. They have switched. They have since switched back. Which to is just the. It's just. The it's all words. It's all words. And so ultimately, you think so like, much. oh, this is good. Like it's like mm-hmm. when I go into Barnes and Noble. Right. But it just doesn't work no. at the library. And I mean, I love the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I love going to bookstores. I buy books. Yep. It's an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the experience that you need at the library if you're looking for something specific. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah, you just, you just can't get to the level of specificity needed. Right. I mean, you, I guess maybe with, you could with words, but it would be so many words. It would be at so that, many words and then that defeats the purpose. Right. Like, you would think that, like, oh, travel, okay. Right. But it, it it's just not. <laughs> right, or even you're... if you break it down to, like, Travel Europe. Yeah. You know, okay, well, you could break it down further and say, you know, travel Europe, Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, that, that works. But it does, but it just, it doesn't really ever end up working as smoothly. No, it doesn't. And it then, seems like a good idea in theory, yeah. and then in practice, it just doesn't work out. No, another, another big thing that I don't like about it is that, um, like, okay, Within the Dewey Decimal System, all numbers, you know, start with three digits. Mm-hmm. They're at least three digits long. Yep. And those three digits, shockingly, range from 000 to 999. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know. Now, I will be the first to admit that I don't see a whole lot of logic between the different, like, you know, hundreds in Dewey. Sure. Like, why does you know, 100 psychology come before 200 religion. Right. And, you know, come before 300 sociology. I don't know that... Don't know. I don't think that that... That there's any reason behind that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, okay, you just sort of take that as an arbitrary thing, Mm -hmm. and now you have a little slip of paper in your hand that says the book you want is at 428. Mm -hmm. You know where to find 428, because it's in numerical order. Exactly. You know, like... You don't have to know, once you have the number, you don't have to know the reasoning behind that. No, you just need to know that's the number, and right. then you have your book, and then you're out the door. Right, That's exactly. your goal. Right, you're like, okay, I see zeros over there, I see nines over there, 428's going to be roughly halfway down. Yeah. Like, done. Yeah. Versus with BISAC, you're like, okay, I have this call number that says, you know, cooking slash dinners. Right, so let's start. 
let's start at the beginning of the stacks right. and wander around. Exactly. <laughs> until yes. I Right. You know, and you're like, well, gee, this aisle says parenting. Like, what's yep. the relationship of that to cooking? Right. Like, should do, I... Do I go left? Right. Like, do I... <laughs> is this alphabetical? Is right. Is this... Yeah. Like, arranged in some... It's just, you know, it's just not clear. Yeah, that's where it starts to get... Mm-hmm. A little difficult. So so that is something I do like about do, both Dewey and Library of Congress. I mean, Library of Congress uses letters at the it beginning of their phone numbers, but yeah. they're alphabetical. Exactly. It's, 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 again, you know, you're right. like, okay, you know, oh, I think it's TX for cookbooks there. Again, what's the one Library of Congress catalog <laughs> number that I have? TX for cookbooks, okay. and I think... Uh, oh, I know literature is in the P is because in my college library... Uh, that was the section I used the mm-hmm. most as a French major. I think it was something like PQ for children's literature, maybe, or PR for French literature. I don't know. That's probably not right. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but it was definitely in the peak. Mm-hmm. These are the important things. Yes. These are the things we remember. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you're like, okay, I want... You yeah, know, I know where to I go. I want Q. I'm going to look between P and R. All right. Yeah. Like, I can find this. Right. I'm not wandering right. forever. Right. It allows you to orient yourself. Yeah. Which I think is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh. I agree. And I mean, of course, you know, then you have the fiction section, which is, you know, mm. destined to be browsable. Right. And mm-hmm. that's another interesting thing when it comes to cataloging yeah. is that at this library, we have mystery section, science fiction mm-hmm. section, short stories. Yeah. You know, some libraries go further. They have Mm -hmm. a horror section or a separate fantasy Mm -hmm. section. And that's the same romance section. Some libraries go the other way and just everything is fiction. Everything is fiction. It's just fiction by author's name. Yep. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Don't even have mysteries. I have to say, to some extent, I like that. Yeah. And I've worked at libraries where it everything is fiction, but we would put a label, a spine label on mm-hmm. to indicate the genre right, so right. that if you liked mysteries, you could just, you know, as you're browsing through, yeah. you knew to look for that label. And that is useful. And we certainly do have collections here that are mixed. Yeah. That we, you know, use that sort mm-hmm. of thing to indicate. Um, as somebody who likes a lot of genre yeah. fiction, I like it. I mean, I'm one mm-hmm. of the few people that loves short stories. When I saw that we had a short story section here, I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. I love just going through there and picking up something and um yeah, so I like that. But mm-hmm. again, it can get a little dicey and sometimes something it, it it could be a mystery, it could be a thriller, mm-hmm. it could be horror. It can be hard to determine genre and yeah. then so that gets a little bit easier to be like just put it in fiction. Right. Because <laughs> it is fiction. Right. And so in that like I can see it both ways in terms of you know, well, what's going to serve the patrons best? Mm-hmm. And, like, something like that, it really does depend on the patron also. Right. Because, like, I mean, to my mind, a lot of, not all, but at least some of James Patterson's books are straight-up mysteries. Mm-hmm. We have them all in fiction. We do. And, frankly, there are too many to change, <laughs> and people will always find Patterson. Exactly. Like, if you, I mean, We know that you're looking for right. him. And that happens with some authors. Mm-hmm. They decide to write outside of their typical mm-hmm. genre. But that doesn't mean that you're probably not going to want to try their book. Right. And mm-hmm. where are you going to look for them? You're going to look for them 
where they typically are. Right. Not and, in a separate genre section. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes for authors who make that switch, we will put them in, you know, we'll put some in mystery and some in mm-hmm. fiction or, you know, some in science fiction or short right. story or whatever. But I always wonder, I always wonder about that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I think, well... You know, if you really like the author, hopefully you might also look in the catalog mm-hmm. or ask a librarian yeah. and find out that they have this other one. But not everyone is going to do that. No. Uh, they're just not. They're going to think, oh, they don't have it. Or right. it's always checked out. Or right. it's or, just not available. Right. Or they won't even know it exists. You know? Right. Exactly. Like if, you, right. if the only way you discover books is by browsing and you only browse that one section. Right. You're yeah, going to miss out on it. Right. You might miss yeah. out on something that you and would enjoy. we don't enjoy. want that. No. So, we want you to find everything that you might enjoy. Right. Right. That being said, you're like, well, if I put it in the genre where it belongs, maybe someone who likes that genre is going to find it and then discover, oh, this author has a I bunch more books author. over here. Yeah. Like, now I'll read something different and like, oh, look, I guess I enjoy this too. Like, mm-hmm. cool. I found a new thing that I like. <laughs> Which is another thing that I love doing, which is readers' advisory yeah. and displays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love fun. displays of passive readers' advisory, and I really love to go for like, oh, you may like this genre, but you don't know this author, or you may right. like the same kind of thing. So that's a really fun thing about mm-hmm. just as an aside, a yeah. really fun thing about um, <laughs> when we create our displays here. We yeah. have that kind of thing in mind. Yeah, displays are the most fun. Love I do. Displays. I mean, we. I think the list. The, like, staff list for, like, whose turn it is to create uh-huh. the displays. Almost on a two-year cycle because there's, yeah, so, there's many so many people, people that work here. Wants to and everybody wants to do, do it. Display. Yeah, no one's opting out of doing Everybody wants their two-week yes. display. <laughs> people are planning in advance. Yeah. They're collecting the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Making we all get list. excited about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will say, when it comes down to genre, this is... This is something that we can reflect in our cataloging with subject headings. Mm-hmm. There are also genre headings, or or the genre can be reflected in the yep. subject. Um, but on the on the official records, I find that the the tagging is not always as consistent as I would like it mm. to be. Yeah. You know, or for you know, sometimes it will be tagged. You know, sometimes it will be tagged romance dash fiction or if that record happened to get a BISAC term mm-hmm. instead of a Library of Congress term, it will be fiction slash romance. Mm-hmm. A human will look at these mm-hmm. and say that they are the same, right. but it is not humans who operate the catalog, <laughs> it is a computer. <laughs> exactly. And to a computer, yeah, fiction not the same. slash romance and romance dash fiction, totally different. Totally different. As frustrating as that is. Right. It's the reality. Right. So you find, say you find a book you like, you see that it's tagged, you know, fiction slash romance. Mm -hmm. You see that that's a link, which is great. You click on it and you find other stuff, but you're not going to find everything. You're not going to find everything. Because some of it is tagged in this different way. And that drives me (laughs) crazy. (laughs) You know, like... I mean, yeah. we Again, have national standards. Like, right. pick something and go with it. I know. Yeah, it's frustrating. I don't know who. I don't know who ultimately is like at the top of that. Yeah, it's very like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like you don't know who's behind the curtain right. making all these decisions. Right. But I want to um, have some. It's very I want to have words with them. Yeah, <laughs> I want more of a collaborative effort. Right. 
Yeah. That would be that would be really nice. Um, because again, that would just make it easier to find what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, as I do, I was talking to my to my husband last night about cataloging. He, <laughs> he is always very obliging and even seems interested. He mm, may even that's nice. Interest. It is nice. <laughs> um, and I was I was griping that you the physical description field of our records is not indexed to be searched in the public catalog. Right. If you are like me and Trisha and you enjoy constructing very complicated searches in mm-hmm. the staff client with curly brackets yes. and and specific cataloging numbers, <laughs> you know, the, the fields we use have numbers. Anyway, Yes. if you're us and you, you know, then you can search that field and be so thrilled. Right. And to get these results that you're like, yes, this is perfect. Right. This is exactly what I right. wanted. It's... Yes. Really makes us both giddy, I it think. It does. I, feel I mean, safe it's like there's nothing more <laughs> yeah. exciting. Yeah. I, I'll just, like, do them. Mm-hmm. I'll oh, be yeah. like, hmm. Oh, this person was looking for this. Hmm, yeah. let me see. Yeah. Let me, like, do a search later mm-hmm. on yeah. and, like, a more... <laughs> how much like, fun can I have with curly yeah, brackets? How much fun can I have with curly brackets? Yeah. Like, what number can mm-hmm. I put in here? Yeah. Oh, which specific field can I search? And, right. Like, use that to find this specific <laughs> thing that will save me the time of looking through records. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. no one else really seems as excited about it as we do. I don't understand like I, why, but <laughs> it's their The first time I heard about it, I yeah. was thrilled. I know. I just started searching for everything, I, putting all kinds of numbers and it's curly amazing. brackets. <laughs> I just truly, I for anyone who's doubting our sincerity right now, yeah. I just want you to know that we're very sincere It's real. About this. It's very real. <laughs> this is not a sarcastic It's excitement. not sarcastic at all. It's very genuine it's, and sincere. Yes. And anyway, so yeah, I was saying last night that, like, one of my biggest gripes is that that field is not indexed to be searchable Mm -hmm. to patrons in the public catalog. Mm -hmm. And my husband was like, well, you know, why would you want to search that? I'm like, I don't know, maybe you have a book report due and your teacher said you need a book that's at least 100 pages long, but maybe you don't like reading. So you're like, all right, I want to find a book that is 101 pages long. And that happens. Oh, yeah, that happens. That happens. (laughs) Or, you know... Something else that would be in the physical description field is the runtime of a movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're like, gee, I really want to find a children's movie about trucks that is no more than 90 minutes long. Exactly. You know, or no more than 60 minutes long, depending on how much you like trucks. Right. Or, <laughs> you know, an Elmo potty training video that maybe you don't want that to be an hour. Right. You want that to be a 20, 25 minute yeah. Elmo. Exactly. And we're not sitting here for an entire Elmo session. Right. <laughs> Right. And, like, you know, if that were indexed to be searchable, I I think some people would sometimes find it useful. I think so. You know? And I mean, especially if, you know, and it's fine that, you know, people want to come up and then ask, but we have we to think about even. there are people who don't want to ask mm-hmm. or don't feel comfortable asking mm-hmm. or they're at home mm-hmm. and they just want to find this. Right. They don't want to use our chat service. No, they just don't. They're too busy. Right. They have right. too much going on, or mm-hmm. they just don't want to. Right. They and just want to be able to search. Right. And, like, you know, patrons should be able to use the catalog without exactly. library and intervention. Right. We're the more user than happy. experience should be as easy right. as possible. We're more than happy to help you use yeah. the catalog. Yeah. We love you. Right. If you want to ask questions, or if you don't want to use the catalog, we're, we love that when you exactly. come and ask us questions. But for the people who don't want to do that, mm-hmm. the experience should be as easy as possible. Right, right. And 
And we already have that information recorded. Right. So That's why the not thing. make it right. you know? We have the information. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel. We're not starting anything new. Right. It's not like we, we have to go back and update all those records to add that information. It's already there. there. It's already like, there. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So, like, but just, mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. We want to give as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think... I think too if that if that were searchable, you know, not everyone would pick up on it, but some people would start to realize like, mm-hmm. oh, I can find some really specific, really detailed thing. Yeah. You know, in a way that like I mean, sometimes honestly, sometimes Google is the right place to search for things. Yes. But, you know, I also think if you put in like truck movies under 60 minutes, you're just gonna get. You just have to hope, and right. that you're not. You're gonna guaranteed. get all sorts of weird stuff, and right. then where do you find it? Exactly. Once you know, where do you actually right. physically get it? Right, and is it accurate? Right. Is it really accurate? Right. So I do think I do think that's an opportunity that library catalogs could really try to capitalize yeah. on. Yeah. Um, something that I would like to see happen. Yeah. But. But I do, uh, I just love cataloging. I do too. It's just, I just recently started um, cataloging most of our, you know, half of our collection again. And I was just so thrilled to do it. It was my first library job. I got really lucky. I started very part-time at a public library. And the first thing I learned to do was cataloging. I was assisting the head of technical services. Mm -hmm. And she taught me how to catalog. And it yeah. was, she was an awesome teacher and it just so, it just fit with my personality of being someone who's very organized, mm-hmm. very into the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's just something so satisfying about, about figuring out where a part fits into the whole. Yeah, exactly. That's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, solving little mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Of like, where should this be? Mm-hmm. And I always think it's fun when librarians come to us and say, you know, I feel like this part of my collection isn't being as utilized as much or something. Mm-hmm. And then they come to the catalogers and we help them work something right. like that out. I'm yeah. just thinking of, this isn't even recent, but when our teen librarians wanted more like a superhero section mm-hmm. and then... And we were able to figure out call numbers for that, right. collection codes. and right. So it's fun to be able to work with our colleagues mm-hmm. like that and make Absolutely. their lives easier and make their collections more accessible. Yeah. I've always found, I, I love that. I love when um, we can work with, you know, our existing collection mm-hmm. and make it I agree. more yeah. accessible via cataloging. Yeah, make it more accessible, make it more discoverable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... One thing, one thing that I've been working on lately, which I'm sure our listeners will be thrilled about, is um, cataloging various municipal documents that oh, yes. live at the end of our reference section. Right. You know, things that we're supposed to keep on file as a matter of public record mm-hmm. or, um, you know, that may be relevant or of interest to residents of Andover. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I frankly don't think they get looked at very often. Right. But... They weren't cataloged, and 
I had worked here, I've been working here for more than two years, and mm-hmm. until I started this project, I didn't know that we had them. That's the thing, really. I mean, I would be pretty confident to say that only our local history librarian mm-hmm. is aware of every item that is in that room, and mm-hmm. she is 100% on board with, right. yes, let's make this discoverable. Right. Right. She is not the librarian of old of, right. no, these are my secret files that only I can access and know about and share the information no Mm -hmm. she wants everything Mm -hmm. to be discoverable now that doesn't mean that you know you're necessarily going to be going in that room and handling everything but you should be able able to to know know that what we have Mm -hmm. and we want people to know that Exactly. so cataloging is surprisingly Mm -hmm. probably to most people a really important part of that yeah I mean Without it, you just you know wouldn't know. There'd be there. no way for you to mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, you know that's I enjoy doing that cataloging because unlike unlike with most of what we deal with, which you know as we were saying earlier, we do a brief record and it's mm-hmm. updated, overlaid with you know the sort of official full record. There are no full records for the local mm-hmm. history and municipal documents items, you know, right. and so. I can spend more time on it and, you know, I can assign the subject headings. Right. I can make sure that everything we have that deals with the Ledge Road landfill closure (laughs) has the subject heading, sanitary landfills, Massachusetts, Andover. And also, solid waste, no, not solid, just (laughs) waste disposal sites, Massachusetts, Andover. So if you find one, you can click on that and you'll and you find can the find others. And you find the rest, yeah. Um, it just makes it so much easier for people. Right. There's no, like sorting through physical items and opening it up and mm-hmm. reading it. It's just, if you're doing research on that topic, right. and that's what we want to provide for right. people. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. winter, I did a lot of cataloging of uh, documents from various public schools in town. You know, so making yeah. sure, like, everything that deals with the Bancroft School has that... Exactly. Uh, we'll call it a subject heading. Right. Technically, it's a corporate name but you know whatever you find one and then you can click on it yeah you know a lot of them will have bancroft school in the title Mm -hmm. but like you know a handful of them don't and you might want to know about yeah and if you're doing extensive research on that you want to see everything that has to do with that topic right we are still waiting for someone to come in and do that extensive research. <laughs> but when they do, when they we'll do, be ready. We'll be so ready. We'll be ready for them. Maybe someone listening to this podcast will be inspired yeah. Yeah, to, to come start in up. and start a research project <laughs> on, like, Andover Public Schools 1940 through 70. I feel like that's really the prime zone for, yeah. what, for, for what, what we have, we have. that is cataloged. Yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in that topic, yeah. contact Stephanie to... on. <laughs> <Not me. laughs> right. The other Stephanie. Yeah. I just do the catalog. She'll be happy to help you. Yes, she will. <laughs> uh, we we would do our best as well, but we would. she really is the authority. She's the authority um, and she's incredible. Yeah. She knows everything. Yeah, she knows local history backwards and forwards. Absolutely. Um but we could at least find the records of you. We could. We could find the records <laughs> yeah. for you when we get you started. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She could talk to you more about it, absolutely. Yeah. But we could get you started. Right. And so, that's the whole point of it mm-hmm. is that we provided that so someone that works here, or even you, I guess, right. if you wanted to look, could get started. Right. Or at least just say, hi, I saw that you had this information in your library. Mm-hmm. Where is it? 
right, where is it? Can I access it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the cool part mm-hmm. of. I agree. That's yeah. always really gratifying. Yeah. Um, and, or, you know, yeah, on, on those rare occasions when someone wants a little overview of how the Dewey Decimal System works so that they can find stuff on their own. Mm-hmm. It's only happened once or twice mm-hmm. to me, at least recently. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, you know, to sort of see and be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, you know, the books I want are here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's always, that's always really nice. It is. So. Yeah, it's always fun to see that come into mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely it's right. Useful. <laughs> yeah, right, and it's a great reminder that that's really why we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. When somebody can successfully find something, that makes us happy. Exactly. Well, I feel like that's probably a good place to wrap. I it mean, up. I think so too. We, that could, was a, we could go on. Could go I mean, on this forever. is just like the tip of the iceberg, uh, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants a part two, yeah. let us know. Please let us know. <laughs> Surprisingly, no one else wanted to participate in this uh, podcast. What but a job! You know what? <laughs> We're okay with that. Yeah. We had enough to say. I feel like I feel like people will ask me a cataloging question and get way more of an answer than they right. wanted. Right. Like I, when I see that glazed yeah. look happening, I'm like, okay, yeah, time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted about thirty seconds yeah. of this minutes long answer. Exactly. But I just get so excited. About I know. We're just like, oh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. And they're like, no, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> Well, it's really fun that we have, like, a cataloging department here because it can be hard when you're the only Mm -hmm. cataloger in your building and people, like, just don't speak that language and aren't interested and you don't have anyone to chat. It's true. I feel like even within within librarianship, cataloging is, like... It's like the thing, people are like, I like working, I like doing anything but cataloging. I hated that class in library school or, yeah, I never want to do that. And it's like... Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. one of my coworkers said to me, oh, I I know that you're doing cataloging now, too. I'm sorry. I heard that you don't like that. And I was like, <laughs> this is, like, libel. Like, who said this? <laughs> who said this about me? And he was like, oh, no, I, I, I guess I heard wrong. <laughs> I was shocked and appalled and so insulted. I was like, no, don't start that rumor. Start the opposite. Yeah, Tell everybody how much I love it. Yeah. It's, it's like my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, uh, no, I've never been more insulted. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Amazing. a specific kind mm-hmm. of uh, library interest. Yes, sure. very specific. <laughs> <laughs> well... This I suppose fun. that's all for now. I all for now. Part yep. two, if anyone wants it, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah, you can you can reach us at the library by phone, by email, mm-hmm. by chat. Yeah. On our website. I think there is even, Not yeah, like ways. a comment form on the website. So please. Yeah. Please let us just know. Just give us an excuse to talk Anything. more about cataloging. Another excuse. <laughs> We'd love it. Uh, you've obviously found us somewhere because you're listening to this, but we are... In Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, we're on our website, mhl.org slash podcast, um, where you can listen to all of our episodes. I think that's all for now. Okay. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.